everybody. Welcome to another Nacho Tuesday. And today I have Sean Griffith with Simple Texting uh, here, uh, here today to talk about his product and introduce a little bit about what they're doing with SMS marketing. And also as an experienced professional in the space, uh, give you a great oversight into where SMS marketing is today, uh, where it's come from, but more importantly, where it's going. Um, so without further ado, I'd love to get an elevator pitch from you, Sean, on your product and what it's capable of doing. Yeah, excellent. Look, thanks so much, uh, first of all, for having me here today, Andy, and uh, inviting Simple Texting in uh, for the conversation. Um, yeah, so a uh, little sort of very quick elevator pitch on Simple Texting. We've been around for about 14 years now, uh, which is, uh, I guess, a long time in the in the tech space, really. Um, you know, we uh, really cater, you know, Simple Texting is a text messaging service for uh, primarily SMBs, right, to communicate with their customers in a really personalized and sort of engaging way. Um, what sets simple texting apart, right, is about is really how easy it is to send mass text messages. So one to many, uh, as well as carry on really great conversational messaging in sort of a one-to-one -one format. Uh, and that's something that, you know, uh, people really, really like and is really sort of driving SMS generally forward in this conversational way. Great. And so like, as an example, maybe like a hotel might have like an SMS line where you could text in if you have any particular issue with your room and you can just, instead of picking up the phone to call somebody, you can just talk directly with uh, one of the staff and get an immediate answer. Yeah, that's right. So the one of the really cool things about simple texting is that the use cases are so varied, right? So it's a, it's a great example is sort of a hotel. You think of it of a restaurant when you check in at the hotel, right? You get a text message when your table's ready. You get uh, messages from your favorite retailer, right? On a regular basis or an appointment reminder from your, from your doctor, right? There's lots of different examples about how you know, businesses are leveraging and communicating with uh, many different types of customers, internal customers as well. We see that as being uh, you know, uh, sort of uh, engaging with employees around benefits or time off, those sort of things is uh, really common now, really driven through the pandemic. Hopefully not layoff texts. <laughs> Just yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we've never seen one of those yet, you know, but yeah, the world's a crazy place. Yeah, I don't recommend it for anybody listening to this. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, what? So SMS has been around for a while, of course. You know, we talked about that before. But um, now, what are businesses still missing out on today when it comes to SMS and mobile marketing that they should be uh, using to utilize this uh, th these channels more effectively? Yeah. I think, you know, mobile messaging and SMS specifically, I, I think it's the sort of the immediacy of it that is so great, right? When you send a text message, um, you know, you get it instantly. And, uh, you know, about 98% of people look at, you know, virtually all of their text messages and most, you know, about 90% within about uh, three minutes, right? So you think about how quick that is compared to how many other channels. We started to think about it as the universal inbox, right? Everybody has a phone and everybody looks at their, their messages. So we think it's really uh, great in that respect. It's also um, what's considered an opt-in channel, right? So people who you're sending messages to truly want to receive these messages from you. So they're more likely to act on those messages. Yeah, and that's really key for people because a lot of people are just trying to start, I get a bunch of them every day myself, um, you know, to your point about screen time, I mean, we spend so much time on our phones. So if you want to reach me or anybody else for that matter, it's a, the best place to do it. But a lot of companies do it the wrong way, right? They'll just throw you on a list and start sending you messages. And that's a, obviously a big no-no. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. You know, that's something that we really pride ourselves in, right? Is really, you know, the uh, sort of compliance aspect and how we help our customers 
gain opt-in. So that way it really is all about the list, right? You're building a great list of people who want to hear from you leads to better ROI or engagement from your messages in the long run. So it's, uh, it's really, really uh, helpful. So I'd like you to expand more on the mobile marketing landscape today, right? So you mentioned a couple examples, like being able to, uh, you know, communicate with the uh, front of the house staff at say, at say a hotel, maybe internal communications with employees. Uh, do you have any other ways that uh, marketers could roll out a mobile strategy that might be that might work for their business? Yeah, so we really see the future as being you know, sort of a, a multi-pronged approach to mobile messaging, right? One is this uh, sort of mass messaging. We think it's going to continue to survive uh, for a long time. That's really important. But we see a shift into more conversational messaging. Yeah. You know, fewer people want to pick up the phone and make a call today. So when you're heading out somewhere, if you can engage with a business... Uh, through a text message, right, or other sort of mobile channels, that's really powerful. And so we're trying to, um, you know, create the, you know, the platform where businesses can engage with their users, however their users want to be engaged with. So we think that's text messaging right now. Um, and that will likely shift over time. But really conversational messaging to build strong relationships with customers is uh, what we see as the future. What are, what are your thoughts on, say, like chatbots on websites um, and maybe even the use of AI if we want to go there? <laughs> yeah, look, AI is a hot topic. We, we actually, we, we should go there for a second, but yeah, yeah. You know, chatbots on websites are, are really great. Um, you know, we use one on our website, for instance, right? So, you know, we're, we're huge fans of that. And uh, it's been sort of really instrumental in, in our business is connecting with people in that way. Um, and we see text messaging or mobile, you know, mobile messaging engagement as a complement to a lot of those other channels. So you know, when, you, when you think about a lot of channels, you think about, you know, is, uh, can email and SMS live together? And our answer is yes, right? You know, we really think that customers want to, um, you know, have ability to communicate with businesses in a lot of different ways. So that may be, you know, a chatbot on a website using some AI, uh, you know, we're testing that out now, or it may be a conversation via SMS. And oftentimes, you'll start a conversation one place, and you'll want to move the conversation as you move to another channel. And have the same context if possible. So you don't have to repeat yourself. <laughs> that's right, exactly, right. And that's one of the trickiest parts is, you know, sort of tying all these channels together um, yeah. is, uh, is difficult. So that's something that we're really actively working on, right? How can we make sure that it's a seamless experience? Let me guess, does the uh, AI feature that you're working on have any have any way of determining context of the conversation from multiple channels and combining it together into one? Into one yeah, that's, that's the dream, right? So we're going to start with some lighter AI features, right? You know, which, uh, you know, maybe a little bit more familiar in some of the things that have already launched, right? Can we... Um, you know, find ways to tweak a message, right, to make it more uh, concise or a little bit longer or change the tone of it, right? That's pretty sort of basic stuff. How can we help folks craft better messages um, that get more engagement? That's really interesting. And we've got something really exciting coming up in that space in the next couple of days, actually, which is, which is oh, wow. great. And then, um, and then, you know, lots of future plans there as well. Great. Yeah, definitely uh, keep us informed with that. Uh, we'd love to announce it. Um, yeah, for sure. So I guess, you know, in your opinion, what do most businesses get wrong with their mobile marketing efforts? Aside from, you know, just like we mentioned before, throwing a bunch of names on the list and spamming people over and over yeah. again. I think that's the number one thing, right? You know, I think because um, a lot of businesses uh, are really sort of new to text messaging in a lot of way in this, in this, in this sort of implementation anyway, 
it's a, it's sort of very aspirational in the beginning. You, you do have to give it a little bit of time, right? So you've got to make sure that you're doing those things to build a great opt-in list. And then you give it the time for that list to grow. And that's where you really start to see the engagement come from great strategy in the beginning, which involves building a really great compliant list and then giving a little bit of time to sort of see that come to life. Um, and then the other thing is maybe not being as valuable to the recipients as you could be, right? Just sending out a text blast, right, is not going to do it. You've got to provide some, some value to, to the users, whether that be, you know, a discount or content or, or something that uh, you know, really resonates with the audience. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times, I mean, the businesses, we, we always think from our perspective, right? So, hey, I'm trying to help people here. Unless we talk about ourselves too much, but yeah, yeah, yeah. put ourselves in the other people's shoes and think about, you know, what's what's in it for them, right? So, you know, I always, anything we do in marketing, we always kind of keep that in mind, right? How do we add value to people instead of interrupting their, their daily processes? Um, I guess, what other steps would you recommend for rolling out a mobile marketing strategy that works? Uh, you mentioned building a client list, kind of warming it up a little bit, having an offer that really, you know, resonates with people. Uh, any other suggestions there if somebody's doing this for the first time? Yeah. Um, think about how it interplays with the other channels that you're already using today, right? So I think creating a more sort of holistic strategy is really important, how one can complement another. I think that that's really key. Um, how do you trigger messages, right, based on customer action um, or events, for instance, right, which um, can be more contextual and relevant to the, the person getting the message. I think that's really, really key here. And we've seen that just, you know, increase engagement tenfold. Great. Uh, can you give us an example maybe of like an ultra successful campaign uh, that you've seen? And uh, inversely, without naming company names, of course, um, uh, an example of a company of a campaign that went bad. <laughs> Yeah, so um, I think this was this was pretty early days, but we um, we had launched a mobile sign up widget actually for text messaging, and we had uh, a company called Toro Eyewear, and they they tested it out uh, very early on and saw just some incredible results, right? So you go to their web page, you opt in to receive text message promotions. So you've probably seen these before out there; they're they're pretty popular, and um, they drove uh, a ton of additional revenue in the first month of launching this. And what they did is that, you know, sort of 10% discount when folks signed up to it. And uh, it was like 156x, you know, return on their ROI. Um, it was just really, really incredible. So that's a, a really great success story. I was trying to think of, you know, sort of a, a, a failure here. Um, and I can't think of any giant failures from sort of simple texting customers, but there's lots of examples uh, out there around, you know, brands uh, or companies who have gotten in trouble with text messaging, right, by sort of not following the rules. Um, and uh, so there's there's lots of those out there for sure. That's where the sort of really great opt-in list comes into play. Yeah, it's the small details that matter. And I, I feel like a lot of companies, to your point, kind of fail on the basics uh, where, you know, not, not building a good opt-in list. Uh, spamming people, you know, the basic stuff that everybody should be looking out for when uh, developing their strategy. Yeah, that's right. That's right. We really, you know, take a strong approach in the beginning to try and help our customers set up a great strategy, right? You know, it's one of the things I think that sort of sets us apart is we've got a really strong team that's been with the simple texting for, for a good long while and growing very quickly that sort of sits side by side with the customer and, and can help walk through what that strategy is like. Um, we really, you know, strong sort of customer support and customer success mentality at the at the company um, to to really get our customers set off on the right foot. Yeah. I'd love to see if you can maybe expand on 
um, some places where people could build their mobile subscriber list. Uh, you know, what's an optimal point to uh, request somebody to give you this information? Obviously, you know, maybe at the end of an order screen or maybe during the order process, have a little checkbox there to allow you to communicate with people about their order and maybe some marketing promotions. Um, I guess, is there some other examples that you might be able to share that might be broadly applicable to a lot of businesses? Yeah, that's right. I think those are those are some of the key ones if you think about it from a you know sort of a traditional marketing perspective. The other ones that we we see quite often are um, uh, sort of events or activities, right? That's really common to help uh, drive engagement in, in events and activities, right? So a sign up form if people are signing up, you know, for anything, right? Music concert or uh, you know volunteering activities, right? So you're going to want to have some. Um, you know, sign up language, whether it be an online form, right? That checkbox is really key, right? And yeah. make it explicit that that uh, you're opting in to receive text messages. But you know, it, it is all about that list. Um, and then the other thing too is uh, there are some slightly different regulations around the sort of more one-on-one -on -one style messaging. But the best thing to do is just you know make sure that you've got that opt-in covered in the beginning. So this could be for appointment reminders or delivery notifications or or anything there. That's great. So uh, we'd love to, you know, dig a little bit deeper and uh, learn more about your company and how it got founded, you know, no more of the backstory, I guess, here. Yeah, you bet. So um, I actually joined Simple Texting about uh, six years ago, uh, almost to the day exactly. So the company's been around a little bit longer than that. So I started working very closely with a couple of the founders. Um, like I said, the company was founded originally in about 2009. Uh, the founders had been in sort of the email space and said, you know, hey, look, the, this text messaging thing seems to be interesting, right? So started to sort of pivot a little from that the email path into SMS. And uh, it's a good thing they did, right? I think that, uh, you know, Simple Texting is a really exciting uh, platform and spent, you know, a number of years sort of growing it in the beginning and bringing in some really exciting clients. And then over the last uh, six years, we've, we've really grown the business um, we're actually acquired by another company called Cinch, which is a very large CPaaS company, uh, which is really exciting. More leverage to you know go out there and uh, build some really exciting things, and gives us access to a lot of these other channels as well. Um, that is really going to help to propel Simple Texting forward. Oh, that's great! So, what's uh, I, I guess what's next for you guys? You mentioned the AI feature. When can people be on the lookout for that? Yeah, so that is uh, imminent. Uh, we're talking days away now for the sort of first rollout, um, which is going to be really exciting. So uh, excited to get that out into the wild in, in not too long. Um, we see mobile engagement, you know, as we've already talked about, just really growing um, in uh, the US market, certainly where we operate today in Canada, as well as globally, and looking at the different channels there, right, uh, that you could, uh, you know, we could actually really bolt into simple texting to make it even more useful. Yeah. Um, so that's key, right? You know, we're looking at, uh, what other channels? So WhatsApp, for instance, right. Or Google business or lots of different things as well as how do we integrate with other platforms that users are, or customers are, are using today to, mm -hmm. you know, bring that data together into one place. We see that as being a really great sort of evolutionary step for that. We have some of that today, but we see a lot more of that, uh, in our future. Great call. Yeah, there's a lot of um, <clears throat> developments around direct-to-device technology as well through satellites. Um, yeah. So I'm sure there's a lot of people on mobile phones around the world, <laughs> um, but that's going to expand the audience even more greatly. I want to be funny, the first text message somebody gets uh, with their new phone and someplace that never had it before, it's a it's a marketing message. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's uh, it, it happens out there a lot. 
so we are we're really excited. You know, we think that the future. You know, we see that the market generally is continuing to grow. Um, only about 25 percent of businesses today are actually using sort of text messaging as part of their strategy, mm-hmm. and uh, we think that number should be closer to ninety percent, right? So just to, to show sort of what the the opportunity out there for businesses are is. Well, based on the level of engagement and the open rates of, that SMS gets, you know, it's kind of a no-brainer for a lot of companies. But uh, to your point, yeah, a lot of companies just don't even know where to start with it. So that's great that you provided some of the tips today to kind of help with that. Um, yeah, we really see this as sort of like the entry point, right? It's it's so easy to get set up with simple texting and get started. It's, it's literally just a couple of minutes, um, and then uh, and and then you know you're sort of off and, and running. We can we can help with the rest. Great. So. Uh, I guess one thing I want to talk about today is failure as well, right? <laughs> one thing I like to talk about as an entrepreneur myself, uh, having failed many times and, you know, had my wins as well, uh, yeah. you learn a lot from those. And, you know, I feel like that's always a good thing, topic to bring up during these kind of webinars. Um, I guess, is there an, a, a time where you failed and uh, what did you learn from that? Yeah, absolutely. So um, uh, more examples than I'd care to admit, probably, right? But uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, I was, um, you know, one of the things that I think has been really critical to success um, uh, for me has been uh, building a really solid team around um, myself and, and just that simple texting generally. And uh, we went through a period of time, I think, where you know, you're growing really quickly and um, sort of you take your eye off the prize uh, from a hiring perspective. And I think mm-hmm. we, we probably made one or two hires a little too quickly. We generally follow what uh, they call the A method for hiring or who method for hiring. And this has been really key for us. And we sort of pulled back on doing that for a little while, just given the market was moving so fast, right? And a number of different reasons. And when we did that, uh, you know, we, we, we sort of failed to hire the sort of standard that we were used to. Um, luckily, we quickly pivoted. We made some some tough decisions there, and then and then moved back to some of those foundational things that have just been really successful for us. Great. I guess what, what kind of tips would you uh, offer for people looking to hire and build a you know great company culture and team? Yeah, um, hire for culture. I think is uh, really really important. So you know a lot of things can be uh, taught over time, right? So you certainly want to look for that capacity. But uh, hiring for culture is really, really key for us. Um, you know, sort of what that, uh, what the fit looks like at Simple Texting. We're a really collaborative group, right? Everybody across the organization is talking to everybody else at some point, even though we're, you know, 150 people large. Um, so uh, that is is really critical, right, for for us. Um, the other thing I would say is we spend an inordinate amount of time upfront during that interview process. Um, and sometimes it may actually be sort of a little scary for, you know, folks, but after they join, they look back on it as a really um, positive experience. So I think taking that time upfront to get to know someone, making sure that it's a sort of really great mutual fit is, uh, is uh, certainly something I would recommend. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I just uh, talked to an old friend of mine, Bryce Froberg, in a recent Nacho Tuesday, actually, he recommended, you know, proficiency, their area of expertise, but now, one of the big things was, you know, ensuring that there is alignment between what their expectations were and, uh, you know, what the, the company's expectations were, too, because if you have a good, you know, original foundation and setting for the relationship, you know, it's much more likely to be successful going forward. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I totally agree with that. It's, it's uh, super good. Awesome. So uh, what kind of books are you reading these days? Uh, any great ones you could uh, recommend from the last year? Maybe one that you want to read this year, but you've been so busy you haven't got to it? Yeah, I've got a few on that list. That's for sure. <laughs> I uh, I did one that I consumed 
Uh, very quickly on a couple of flights not too long ago was, uh, it was uh, Amp It Up by Frank Slootman, um, who was CEO at ServiceNow and uh, Snowflake, right? Who uh, a lot of folks use out there, uh, very common today. And uh, talked a lot about sort of raising expectations and urgency. Um, you know, I think especially in this age, it sort of has me thinking about it now, again, from the AI perspective, right? That the, the, the world moves so quickly, right? And we have to be able to make uh, fast decisions. And I think it, it just really resonated with me and I, and I took a good amount of that one. So that's a, that's a recent read. Great, yeah, I'm sure there's, there's probably an aspect of, you know, prioritizing which tasks are more important and maybe, you know, using the Pareto principle, right? Maybe the one that takes 20% of the effort to get 80% of the results, knowing that that's you might right. not get a 100% solution. <laughs> Uh, just simply due to lack of resources and bandwidth. Uh, what what other good uh, takeaways did you did you get from that book? Yeah, there was a lot about team in this one as well, right? And making sure that you've got that you know the core team. I think is really principal um, to success, right? You know, it's uh, the the foundation of the business. I think in a lot of ways, right? Um, as well as um, you know, just staying really well connected across the business. So learning, uh, you know, I spend time looking at, you know, support tickets or staying connected to our customer success team. And I think that that brings a lot of really nice insights. And we talk about that a lot as a, as a team. Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, getting in the tr trenches with, uh, with your team members. I, I saw another recent, uh, recently another uh, publicly traded company, their CEO that's just coming on board is actually going to be working at least yeah. one. Is, is it Starbucks? I forget which one, but. Yeah, it was Starbucks. Yeah, I saw this yesterday. Yeah. I thought that was really interesting. And honestly, I think, you know, more, uh, more executives should do that actually, because, um, you know, being far away from the front lines, it's hard to kind of get into the weeds and, and the details of things to see why things are working and why they're not. Um, but, but, but by spending that time up front there, I think they're going to get a lot of insights into how the actual operations and processes work at the customer level. Yeah, that's right. It's something that we actually uh, still do today is any new joiners will spend uh, first couple of weeks largely in our sort of customer support uh, team, and they get a lot of their sort of foundational learning there. I think it just allows you to see from a customer perspective really, really well. And uh, so that we, we think that that's been really helpful for us in our growth. Yeah, definitely agree. Yeah, I mean, if you're building the product, you're marketing the product, running the company, um, you know, having that qualitative understanding of of that customer experience and how they really see things is, you know, very beneficial in my opinion. So it's uh, good that you guys do that. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Cool. So uh, I guess what's, what's next for, or we, we talked about that, but um, I guess what's one thing that you want potential customers to know about your business uh, when deciding an SMS marketing platform, if they're going to compare you with say another, another product out there. I mean, simple texting kind of speaks for itself. So you guys did a great branding job there. I got to give you kudos. You yeah. Aside from easy sign up within a couple minutes and, uh, you know, easy, easy to run campaigns. What else would you, uh, what would you say to that? Yeah, I think that's really the, the, the core of it, right. Is that, uh, you know, we know that running a, a business is challenging. Look, we, we, we're all sort of running our own business in a way here at, at simple texting. And so our goal is to take as much of that off of our customers as, as possible. Um, that's one of the great things about, you know, the channel itself generally is that, when you're sending a message that's 160 characters long, you don't have to spend a lot of time thinking about what that, that campaign is going to say, right? A text message is pretty simple. So um, we try and take a lot of that work off of our customers so that way they can get to running their businesses, right? We've got 17,000 customers out there um, plus, you know, uh, that are, are using simple texting and um, 
you know, they, uh, we really help them help run their business. That's great. Um, so what's, what's next? Uh, so you have the AI tool. What's, uh, what's five years from now, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Five years is a, five years is a, is a long time out. That's for sure. Who knows, uh, what's going to happen with AI moving so quickly today. Um, but we think a really integrated future, uh, you know, is the, is the way to go where we become sort of a central hub of the customers day to day. Um, probably a little bit more so than we are today, right? Where, you know, we're bringing in more data, integrating with more systems, powering all of their channels that they're using to communicate with their customers, whether it be, um, you know, customer support or uh, internal communications or, you know, sort of revenue driving activities and marketing activities. Um, and then really turning that over into the sort of conversational space where it's very sort of one-on-one -on -one driven with customers. It's personalized, it's happening at the right time and using new tools to help make sure that we're delivering those messages for, for customers. That's great. Yeah. Uh, nobody wants to get on a 1-800 phone line anymore. <laughs> have to listen to that elevator music <laughs> just to get a simple answer. Yeah, it's so true. I, I, you know, I was, I was on hold for like two hours the other day. So I was like, if I could just text somebody, right, how much better my life would be. <laughs> it's just an easy answer. I promise. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. I've had some tasks like that in my calendar for a while. Like I'll, I'll kick it, you know, weeks on end because I'm like, I don't have time to get on the phone and listen to call waiting uh, for 30 30 minutes to an hour, even if I'm working on other stuff, it's still distracting to kind of listen for that, for the operator to get on. Yeah, that's right. And you, so you think about it from, you know, an efficiency perspective, right? You can answer many more text messages uh, than you, than you can, you know, pick up the phone and, and talk with somebody for, for five minutes. It's just a great way to carry on a conversation. And I think the most critical part is that, you know, you're sort of getting the customer where they want to be, right? Um, so if you want a text message customer, your, your business should be text enabled in some way. That's great. Well, Sean, I really appreciate the time today. You know, I love your guys' product. I uh, love the branding you guys have done. Of course, simple texting can't get any more obvious what you guys do. Um, you know, anybody interested in this great product can check it out today in the Nacho Nacho B2B SaaS marketplace. Uh, we do have it available for 15% off. Uh, Nacho Nacho is the best place to manage, discover, and save on your SaaS. And most importantly, find great tools like Sean's company here. Uh, so feel free to check it out today. Uh, actually, we have a question. Um, let's see. Please have a question. We can teams. Okay, we do have a question from the audience. So uh, let's answer this real quick while we have it here. Sean. Yeah. Okay, so I realize they allow their employees to work from home. As a CEO, how do you manage these teams? And also, what's your take on remote working? Great question, actually. Yeah, it is a really great question. Um, I should have brought that up earlier myself, but uh, yeah, you know, we've actually been remote since day one, I think, which gave us a sort of a, a, certainly a leg up. Um, you know, for us, it's a very open sort of environment. So, you know, we use Slack, right? You know, we have for basically ever, I think, and uh, our teams communicate there. A lot of freedom, right, to, to get out there um, and uh, do the very best work you can. Um, but then also some really clear expectations, I think, is is important, right? So we use uh, internally what they call the uh, EOS or, or Entrepreneurial Operating System is sort of uh, to help um, align our teams around goals and sort of the work that needs to be done on a weekly and quarterly basis, similar to OKR framework. And uh, that's been really helpful for us as our team has grown, just to make sure that we stay connected, right? We can set those high-level goals for the business and make sure that everybody else is, uh, is aware of them through the, through the organization. That's great. Yeah, a lot of companies are still trying to figure out remote work. <laughs> Our company actually itself is uh, pretty spread out. So we have a 
and myself in New York and then the rest of the team in San Francisco, Mexico, and, and a bunch in Europe as well too. So it's been a interesting managing that. But we've been you know really effective so far, I think. Just COVID kind of forced you to think outside of the box, I guess, on that one. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it, it did for sure, right? It's um it's something that does take work. It doesn't happen naturally. Like you do have to be thoughtful about it, you know, whether the it be the the tools that you use, how you time meetings. So um, I think all of the, you kind of have to sit back and you have to look at all of the things that are happening, right? If you are not remote and going remote, right? If you are remote today, what are the things that you can do to make sure that you have sort of fully empowered teams to, to you know, do great work, but stay connected to the business? Yeah, totally agree. Well, uh, thanks again, Sean. Uh, anybody interested in this product, please do check it out today in the B2B SaaS marketplace and stay tuned uh, over the next couple of days. They have a really exciting announcement. So uh, head over to their LinkedIn page and uh, give them a like and, uh, and a follow uh, for their upcoming announcement. Uh, once again, uh, thank you for coming in today, Sean, and, and uh, everybody else for joining Nacho Tuesday. And we'll be back again next week. Yeah, thanks so much, Andy. Really great chatting with you today. Appreciate it. You too, Sean. Thank you. All right. Cheers. Bye.